stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Episode 179 of the Unholy Mofos, because Jake thinks that we need to announce it every time. Well, it helps. It helps who? <laughs> Nobody know. listens to us anyways. I'm your host, Brother Scott, and as I said, that's that's Jake the Snake. Yep, that is me. So what are we doing tonight? We're doing Adam Sandler movies. First time we've uh, done Adam Sandler since, I don't know, maybe five years ago. It doesn't feel like that long. Right? I know. I mean, Matt, God, speaking of, I don't know if we ever fucking discuss it, but do you realize this year is going to be five years of unholy mofos? It's a shock. I, I, I know. It's like, seriously? We've been doing this for five years already? <laughs> yeah, we've grown up a lot. Yeah. Or some. have we? Well, some. <laughs> Show production-wise has gotten better. Uh, other things, well, I can't speak, especially when we get into our new segment. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably degraded. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Adam Sandler movies, the subject today, Bailey Masson, and anger management. 
Uh, I felt like the need to say that very angrily. Goosefraba. Goosefraba. Ah, shit. And your whole thing threw me off. My whole opening line was going to be, if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. (laughs) Yeah, you had to go fuck that up. (laughs) Fucking say, no, you don't need to announce the episode number every episode. Look what you did. Yeah, that's what I'm good for. (sighs) Speaking of our new segment. Yeah, what is it? What do you got for us today? So, for a fucked up sex position or a sex sex act it's called the chicken cuddler mm. and it's when you're having sex on the beach and your dick happens to fall out and some sand sticks on it but instead of wiping it off you just shove it right back in oh jesus <laughs> uh, yeah well, yeah, always here to turn. Oh, they got sand in their vagina. <laughs> Maybe that's where it all comes from. <laughs> Literally. But I, I couldn't even imagine that. That would hurt. Uh, not to uh, delve into a different topic. I mean, actually, kind of almost the same topic. I remember I overheard a story back in college. Just these guys talk about how a guy got uh, poison ivy on his hands. And then afterwards, he went to pee. So, yeah, you can imagine he got that on his dick. And then afterwards, he had sex with his girlfriend. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't have a vagina, but I can't fucking imagine. I've never had poison ivy. But from the stories I've heard, I I don't ever want it. Well, I mean, I think my little allergic reaction I got almost two months ago, I think that's as close as I'll get. I ever really want to get because, God, that shit sucked. <laughs> and, you know, I was worried it's kind of remaining because whenever I take hot showers, like, it's turning red again. Like, uh, been almost two months. I'm like, well, I still got to take cooler showers. Fucking fantastic. And I tell yeah. you, taking cold showers in wintertime, not fun. Got that, uh, hypothermia going? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's starting to warm up a bit over here. You'll probably hear I've got my door open today, so. Oh, yeah, return we'll of... as a fucking train goes by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, return of the outside noises, people. <laughs> oh, and there's people revving up their engines, too. Oh, yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, sand in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I had was, it was just it was more funny than it was anything else, so. Jake said go with the, the more disturbing one, so. I'll save the other one for next time. I don't know, when you said disturbing, I'm thinking the kind of shit Sean would want to veto for something. Mm, nah. Disturbing in the fact that sand gets everywhere, and the fact that getting down there, it, uh, it's just not a pretty thought. Yep, I would say not. <gasps> From the entire Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Yeah, there's one I forgot to talk about last time. I'm like, ah, shit, how could I forget to talk about this one? If you haven't heard, Chris Rock is working on a uh, Saw reboot. And, well, the title is not something I expected, honestly, called Spiral 
from the book of... And uh, just from what I can tell, it's just kind of like... What I mean by reboot is that it's kind of a sequel. It's just taking place in the same universe as Saw. Just from what I can tell from the trailers, it looks like it'll be like a copycat of Jigsaw. And of course, now going with, like, spirals. And uh, just from what I've seen from the trailers, just looking like this time they're going kind of back to the feel of the first one, where it's kind of more of a police procedural, which had some gory mortars thrown in once in a while, rather than, you know, just the sequels that went all out bloody shit and all. Yeah, because that's what everybody wants. It's fucking no story and all nastiness. Hey, uh, how you enjoy the sequels? Hey, I guess I'm kind of interested in this one. I mean, you know, man seeing Chris Rock in a police procedural, it's just kind of so weird, you know? Has he done some dramatic roles before? I, I can't think of Andy saying on the top of my head. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be his first one. And, of course, also got Samuel L. Jackson. And if you've seen the trailer, I'm assuming it's probably a Red Band trailer because they have to throw in at the end of the trailer Samuel L. Jackson going, Do you want to play a game, motherfucker? Because I think it's uh, in Samuel L. Jackson's contract, he has to say motherfucker once each every other movie. Except in the MCU. Well, he was close in Infinity War. Just kind of cut off by dusting away. <sighs> we were unlucky with that one. Like I said, I enjoy the Saw series, and I think I will be seeing this, but it's coming out in May, and it's just, oh, it doesn't feel much the same, you know, considering every Saw movie seemed to come out every October time. Yeah, I just felt so right for Saw time. But, yeah, well, kind of a different movie, I guess, and I guess we will see. Now, we also got, well, <laughs> y'all been hearing about for a while, Twilight Boy being the new Batman, and now they've released the suit. Scotch? What are your thoughts on the suit? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a DC fanboy. I, I really don't care about any of that stuff now. I'm not a DC fanboy too, but I still do like Batman, and hmm, I just don't know about Pattinson being Batman. I mean, okay, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, just give him a chance. He's done a whole lot more things than Twilight, you know. That's what they said about Ben Affleck, and look how that turned out. Give him a chance. Well, I mean, in a way, a lot of people are saying that he was the best part of those movies, and he's, like, only leaving just because he's tired of all the shit. I, I don't follow the DC movies. The only one I would watch that came out was, like, Shazam because of fucking Zachary Levi. Oh, yeah, that's probably got to be my favorite of the DCU so far. I, I just, I want more fucking casting and news and shit for the MCU. It's, it's gone quiet. It has, hasn't it? All I know right now is that there's, like, news and rumors of, like, Silver Surfer being, uh, cast, or Rami Malek being cast as it. Hmm, yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind that. Christian Bale confirmed for, uh, being the main villain in 4-4. Ah, yeah! God, I can't believe I didn't bring that up sometime sooner. Yeah, another one they're stealing from DC. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call it stealing. He's He's been done with the role for a while. Well, yeah, I know. But even so, I still said they stole Keaton from the DC. And, well, yeah, he's been out longer than Bale. Yeah, they stole two Batman, so they're going to steal next. Fucking Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> Clooney. Well, I guess speaking of Batman stuff, sort of related, but yeah. Kevin Smith is working on a new Masters of the Universe show for Netflix, and uh, they just cast Mark Hamill as Skeletor. That is fucking awesome. Are you waiting for a response? I got nothing. 
I really don't know. I, I never got into Masters of the Universe. I didn't grow up in that time period, so I, there's not much I can say about it. Yeah, all right. I don't even think I've seen an episode of the TV show. Mm. <laughs> there's nowhere to watch it. Yeah, it sounds like these I do, kind of, Sean. Oh, yeah, he was the life of the show. <laughs> that way I could sit back, I could drink my brewskis or fucking read or whatever I was doing, and I gotta actually pay attention. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, got a little carried away. Bat suit, I... I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me having a little resentment for Hannison being in it. I, I just don't know about it. I just don't know how his cowl fits into it. And Although, there's a really cool touch with it. Like, if you notice a little Batman symbol on his chest, it seems to be made out of the gun that killed his parents. Like, okay, that is kind of cool. I don't know where you heard that from. I don't know why a lot of people are just automatically thinking that's what it is. Well, I mean, that's uh, what I've been hearing from other people. I mean, I guess it could be wrong. But other than that, why would Batman use a gun for, like, the bat symbol on his chest? Well, he did kill people at one point in time. Mm. A lot of my... Keaton. Yeah, but not with guns. No, but uh, explosives and all that other shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I can, I'm thinking that because I can't see that it's just like another way for him to like use his fears to um, strike fear into his enemies, you know? Oh my god, it's Batman, I'm so scared. Yeah, I mean, I probably will give the movie a chance when it comes out, but you know, as Bob says on Bob's Burgers, fine. But I'm going to complain the whole time. Still don't watch this show. Still don't like it. And honestly, really the last bit I got right here is that uh, they're doing a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. You know, know, because they're rebooting everything these days. So why the hell not? Even doing the Mighty Ducks. But this one... Emilio's coming back. Emilio! Emilio! (laughs) (laughs) But what's so exciting about the... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot is that apparently it's been confirmed Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement for a role in this movie because for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids fucking continuation, really? Hey, hey, it was one of his most famous roles. I mean, I mean, come on, you, you couldn't. Hell, maybe he'll be in Ghostbusters. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, but maybe he could have a little cameo role. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's the grandfather. Yeah, and I'm still not going to hold my breath out for a Baseballs sequel or reboot. I I wouldn't think it would be rebooted. I would think it would be a sequel. Well. If it ever did get made, but at this point, it's, like, not going to happen. Well, again, I said this, like, I think a few episodes ago. The way they're throwing out the term reboot is just, like, a way it's, like, because from what I'm hearing with this Honey, I Shrunk to Kids, it is pretty much a sequel. Like, Josh Gad is playing a grown-up version of one of the kids, and he's continuing on his dad's work. So, in a way, it's kind of like sequel, but in a way, kind of like remake at the same time. It's and a requel. Yeah, yeah, like I said, the way they use the term reboot is just kind of confusing to me these days. It's just like... Just Call it a sequel or a remake. I don't know. Yeah. The uh, one I wrote is a reboot, I think you call it. Yeah, like I said, that's really all I had, and it was 
Yeah, kind of light. I mean, do you have anything you've heard I probably missed? Not really. King Kong is going to be in uh, theaters. The original. Yeah. yeah, I heard that for the first time in, like, oh, what were they saying? Six like, years. Yeah, wow. Excuse yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> what well, yeah. Good lord. What are you watching? Let's see, uh, I've had Brooklyn Nine-Nine on. Uh, started watching Chuck again. Really hasn't been all that much. <laughs> I tried to think beforehand, but I really couldn't think of anything. It is, it's, it's really just been, you know, throw something on in the background while I'm doing stuff. Just, I've really been getting lost inside my own head trying to write this new movie. It's very, very, very personal to me. So that's been my main focus. Yeah, I guess I, 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 I guess <clears throat> I could say I've been reading a bunch of comics. I got back into that. Reading a bunch of Spider-Man. That's it. Yeah, all right. Here's what I've been watching. <clears throat> I've been continuing on that hoarding show. I think I have finally figured out the major difference between hoarding, buried alive, and hoarders. Like, I think this buried alive show, it kind of focuses more on the, like, what making you do all this hoarding type of deal. And then it'll just focus on a little bit of the cleanup process, while hoarders just kind of focuses a little bit more on the cleanup process and just a little bit of, hey, why are you hoarding? And, that sounded uh, like the exact same thing to me, to be honest. Well, okay, let me put this into perspective. Hoarders would be like, uh, oh, what would I put it? 60 People don't throw things away and keep no, everything. No, no, no. Hoarders, the one on A&E is 60% clean up and 40%. Why are you hoarding? Well, hoarding buried alive, 60%. Why are you hoarding and 40% clean up? That make a little bit more sense? Yeah. Okay. Still sounds really weird, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess in a way they can still are the same show, but one focuses on one aspect a little bit more. Yeah, there was just one episode that I was looking for, and I finally found, I can remember years ago, before I got to any of these shows, I just caught a glimpse of it on TV. There's one episode where this guy is a Elvis impersonator, and uh, yeah, he has a lot of Elvis shit around his house. And uh, quite honestly, it was like one of the most uh, stressful episodes to watch. I mean, not that any episode of the show is easy to watch, but just this one in particular, mostly just because uh, the way his friends were, they were just like a little bit too, too tough love on him. And even basically treating him like dirt. Pretty much, yeah. Even the psychologist was just like, okay, okay, this is not how you should treat him. But yeah, they just didn't care. They just yelled at him, making him cry. It's just like, ooh, I guess I'm glad you don't have that issue. <laughs> yeah. I got a little bit of messy room things to be thrown away, but, you know, from the episodes I watched, I'm like, well, I can at least walk to my couch or bed without climbing over anything. <laughs> Another one I have to talk about, there's this woman who's hoarding, and she used to be a model back in the 70s, and so she had a lot of famous friends, and one of the show does, like, before the psychologist comes in, they have, like, friends or family members come and visit who haven't visited them in years just to see what they're living in. You would not believe this woman's famous friend who came to visit her horde. I, I, I wouldn't guess it, no. Ron Jeremy. Okay, so she is, what did you say, a model? Uh, we know what kind of model she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just showed him walking up. I'm like, that isn't who I, is that? No fucking way. And then the name pops up. And then you're like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's like crying and stuff like saying oh i don't want you to 
beauty inside. I, I don't want you to be freaked out. And he's like, honey, have you seen the movies I've starred in? <laughs> no, but I know who you are. <laughs> well, that episode kind of ended depressingly, too, because uh, she didn't get cleaned up and she was evicted. I'm like, well, that's fucking depressing. It gave me a little bit of a laugh with Ron Jeremy being like, ah, nothing could fucking shock me. And then, bam back down okay others and those i watched this movie called ninja 3 the domination well haven't seen ninja 1 and 2 yet but apparently this one's like the most talked about in the series it's just so fucking ridiculous it's like almost thrill to samurai cop levels and <laughs> there's no lower level you can get <laughs> Well, I finally watched Dr. Sleep, the director's catch. I went and bought that and decided to give it a watch. And uh, honestly, I gotta say, I was kind of expecting just a little bit more, honestly, from the director's cut. It had been, like, what, maybe three months since I last seen the movie. But, you know, there were a few new things I noticed, like, you know, tried writing them down. Help me out here. And the original cut, when uh, young Danny saw the woman coming out of the bathtub and, you know, mom came to him that was comforting him. The original cut, did she go into the bathroom and see the footprints in the mat? I don't think she did. Yeah. Yeah, so there was that. And let's see... I think I still got these notes, yeah. There's just some other things, like, uh, you know, we see Abra playing a piano, and parents tell her to go to bed, and then later on in the night, they hear the piano going off, and, well, Abra's not there. Nobody's playing the... Taken right from the book. Oh, God, it's been forever since I've read the book, so I, I think that whole stuff about, like, when Crow Daddy was telling, uh, Rose the Hat about the earthquake. And of course, we got to see a little bit more of like, well, Crow Daddy and when he was about to kill Abra's dad. And of course, a uh, little bit more of Ghost Jack and Danny even going into the red restroom. Yeah, um, I think the only other thing I think that was added in was um, more scenes of like young Danny and Wendy. Yeah, I think so too. Because I don't remember like her i don't really remember her being in a lot of it i think it was just the beginning yeah he just you know remember the beginning and then of course when she shows up at the end that the overlook is burning down yeah that's about it yeah i mean i heard director's cut and it was just like half hour longer i know some part of me was hoping like we'd get like abra's grandma coming in you know like how that was in the book I'm just kind of disappointed they left that part out. But either way, I still love the movie. So glad I bought it. And yeah, it's back. I, I, I would definitely think, like, for people who really liked it, like, they should go and watch the theatrical cut and then right afterwards watch the director's cut, as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> and then you can spot the difference. I mean, you could always look up online, like, what are the differences between so and so, but. Right. Now, for the theatrical watch of the week, yep, I went to see Sonic the Hedgehog. What she did. I actually enjoyed this one. I gotta say, probably one of the best video game movies in a while. So, a lot of people had the question of, like, did any of the other Hedgehogians, or whatever they're called, show up? Well, they showed, like, a little bit of him on his original planet at the beginning, and, well, there's some soldiers that kind of look Hedgehogian at the beginning, but that's about as close as we got, and 
Of course, there's a cool little mid-scene credit sequence. And, of course, highlight definitely was Jim Carrey as the villain. Oh, my God. Good old vintage Jim Carrey. Just making faces and acting like a fool. <laughs> yep. He definitely had me cracking up. I mean, it was definitely a lot more Jim Carrey's than, you know, Dr. Robotnik. You know, remember from the video games and TV show, but hey, <laughs> I can't complain with Jim Carrey, man. Yeah, he wasn't fat. That's the only thing I remember about him. He was fat and he had that little mustache. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, if you watch the, uh, I think one of the trailers, they kind of like show him with the big old mustache and bald head at the end and... Well, that was kind of a spoiler, because that's actually one of the uh, mid-credit sequences of the movie. Like, well, man, you just showed a little big old spoiler in that trailer. And of course, I guess these days, is that really a shocker? <laughs> nope. So if any of these movies that I write ever get made, I will be in charge of the trailer. Yeah, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, how much of these filmmakers are actually in charge of the trailers. Well, they're... They're really not. I think it's more studio stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go independent, Scott. Go very, very independent. (laughs) Independent where there's not as much money? Okay. But let's interfere. I'm sure the one I'm writing now, independent, but again... Why not? Yeah. Go big. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to some podcasts talking about some movies with studio interferences, but of course, one of those was the Weinstein Company. And, well, let's just say one of the Weinsteins probably is not going to be making movies anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. And again, if he's not, I wonder, like, how much involved the other Weinstein is with his uh, little brother's shenanigans. That's, uh, I really don't know too much about all that stuff, to be honest. Yeah. It's like rape allegations or something. Yep. Figures. That's pretty much all it is in Hollywood when someone gets in big trouble. Either rape or drugs. Yep. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I got nothing else. So, chronologically, you are first. Yes, I am. So, we're going to play a song. We're going to come back. I'm going to run it down. Run what down? With Madison. Okay. <laughs>
It went on that long. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had lengthier ones. Come on. <laughs> well, for recent times, it that was that was kind of long. So yeah, yeah, yeah we're um, we're back. We're talking Billy Madison. Jake's got the IMDb pulled up. Six point four on IMDb came out February tenth, nineteen ninety five. So uh, yeah, we just went past it. Twenty fifth anniversary recently. Goddamn, can't believe twenty five years old. Still remember this movie was. Still kind of do. One year older than me. Uh, starring, of course, Adam Sandler. And uh, Kolshak is in this movie as his dad. <laughs> yeah. He's not hunting monsters or anything. He's, he's a fucking businessman. Right? That's not uh, collecting leg lamps either. Bridget Wilson has a love interest in the movie. Bradley Whitford as the villain. And, of course, a bunch of other recognizable faces we'll get into. Yeah, I definitely prefer the love interest in the next movie, but that that's just my personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sonia versus uh, Aunt May. Hmm. <laughs> a young Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sonia against uh, Toby Maguire, Aunt May. <laughs> definitely choose Sonia. Well, all right. We begin. Billy Madison is a 27-year-old heir to a Fortune 500 hotel company. That his father Brian has created. Uh, he spends his days drinking with his friends and creating disturbances across his father's estate. He drinks a little too much and he runs around chasing <laughs> penguins that are right there. <laughs> it's too hot for a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, looks at granny porn too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's a little weird. Yeah, so he might be into uh, Toby Maguire, Aunt May, then. And then uh, he's got a couple of buddies. He's got one, Norm McDonald's, with that fucking classic voice. <laughs> and some other guy. I, I, is, he, is he in anything, like, big? 
looks like uh yeah he's like been in some other movies but looks like he's just kind of been like the uh side character like he he was also in a wedding singer and now they think about it he might have been that guy with the uh fucking flock of seagulls haircut uh, uh is in home alone his name was stosh i don't remember who that would have been but yeah like i said he's been in a bunch of movies but he's probably just like small role type of guy it's uh <laughs> they like to like uh go around and and fuck around and they even you know pick up you know dog poop in a bag and <laughs> or dog shit in a bag and then <laughs> we'll set it on fire on some old guy's porch <laughs> The uh the guy comes out and stomps it out and he sniffs his boot and then he curses him out. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they they all laugh because he called the shit poop. <laughs> he called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> it's uh later on one day uh Billy ruins a dinner meeting between his father and his associates by acting obnoxiously. He, uh, he begins speaking gibberish. Because, uh... Juanita said he'd be down in a few minutes. I'm sure you'll all be very impressed. Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> Hey, Carl, what's up? Nothing much, Billy. I see you got a little sun today. Oh, yeah, you think so? I fell asleep by the pool for a few hours. Did you fall asleep or did you pass out? <laughs> Shut up! That's enough, Billy. Because you took your own sweet-ass time coming down here tonight, uh, these gentlemen are going to miss their last flights home. Well, this guy can stay in my room, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Eat your soup. It's good soup. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for coming out here this evening. Uh, please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. Sorry, Daddy. Uh, this is a big night for me tonight, gents. I, uh, I have an important announcement to make. That's it, Billy, get the hell out of here! Nice talking to you, Billy. Hello. <laughs> he's, a, he's a little crazy. Well, Brian ends up losing confidence in his son and chooses the uh, conniving Eric Gordon as his successor. Well, when Billy begs his father to reconsider his decision, Brian reveals that he secretly bribed Billy's school teachers to give him passing grades. <laughs> even even bribed the spelling bee you know, <laughs> person, whatever they're called, because <laughs> Billy spelled the rock R O K R O C K. Oh, I get it. The C is silent. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the two finally compromise. Billy must complete all twelve grades in a two-week interval to prove he is competent enough to manage the company. Shortly after enrolling into school, you know, he uh, 
doesn't get picked up by the bus because you know he's he's not a kid, so he back has to get to driven. School. You're back to school to prove to dad that I am not a fool. Oh, back to school, back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school, back to school, back to school. Uh, he, uh, he gets there and he ends up seeing a teacher, and her name is Veronica Vaughn. She initially ignores him. I'm just, I'm getting it out of the way. Nevertheless, Billy, he, you know, successfully progresses through his, you know, first two grades with, you know, hijinks here and there, you know, playing dodgeball with the kids, eating glue, that sort of thing. <laughs> Fucking nasty. Well, I don't understand why anybody would want to eat glue. Right. I don't know, man. One other show I watch, uh, was it My Strange Addiction? Man, people eat some fucked up shit. Yeah, he, uh, he's in third grade now, and Veronica is his teacher. <laughs> and she she's not too fond of him. So she, you know, she, she acts a little mean to him, and you know, one day. Well, he's being mean to that kid. He yeah. can't even read. Junior. She she grabs him by the ear and takes him out into the hall, and as she walks away, he says, "So hot." What you tasty, Jackpot. Good morning, class. Good morning, Miss Vaughn. We're going to start today by reading together a short story entitled My Sister Fanny. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> okay, so let's all open up our Reading is Fun books to page 69. 69. <laughs> Class, <clears throat> say hello to Billy Madison. Hello, Billy Madison. Billy is a nuisance. He will be gone in two weeks. I apologize for this inconvenience. Jeez, what's up her butt? What was that, Billy? I said, reading is good. Can we start the story now? Danny may begin. Once there was a girl who wanted to play and play. Today, Junior? Making fun of a little kid for trying to read. Are you psycho? Do you not have a soul? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I've been physically abused in the ear. You keep your mouth shut for the next two weeks or I'm gonna fail you. End of story. I see your lips moving, but I can't make out your words. I'm deaf! Oh, Veronica, come on. So hot. Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> uh, a movie like this would never get made today yeah so uh they uh, end up going on a field trip and chris farley is the bus driver <laughs> he, he's not having a good day i guess because he's sitting there muttering under his breath like, really hateful things oh i miss chris farley so much yeah they get off the bus and you know they start walking around this place and well ernie he's standing up against the wall you know he's He's he had an accident in his, in his pants. 
So, you know, Billy, quick thinking, he walks over to, like, this, uh, the, the still or whatever it's called. And he, he takes some water and he splashes it on his dick. And, you know, all the kids see it and they're like, hey, Billy pissed his pants. <laughs> you aren't cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> so, so then, you know, Ernie, you know, is saved because he did it too. And that's when the old lady's like, if pee your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh, that's so disgusting. <laughs> hey, Ernie. What's up? Nothing. You falling in love with the wall or something? I had an accident. You had an accident? What does that mean? You! Oh, I know. Okay. Uh, don't worry, buddy. You hang tight. I'll be right back. Hey, look, everybody. Billy peed his pants. Of course I peed my pants. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes! You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wow. Hey, man, Ernie pees pants, too. All right. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go. Ugh, gross. Gee, she was, like, talking nonsense the whole time. <laughs> Billy's progress uh, alarms Eric who is becoming increasingly agitated as, you know, Billy keeps completing each of his grade, his grades. Uh, Eric then blackmails Billy's principal, Max Anderson, into claiming that Billy bribed him for passing grades. Well, of course, you know, he, he really didn't, so, but, you know, his father doesn't believe him, so he swiftly terminates his agreement with Billy and names Eric as his successor. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's the... The taper off point in the comedy movie where you gotta, gotta build your character back up. Billy grows uh, distraught and reverts to his carefree lifestyle of running around <laughs> drinking and <laughs> fucking around with kegs and shit. And see that damn penguin again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many beers it takes to see a fucking imaginary penguin. <laughs> Veronica ends up showing up after, you know, he visits her the previous night all drunk, and she kicks his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she, she, you know, gets him to the motivation he needs to return to school. While his uh, grade school classmates convince Max to uh, retract his bribery accusations, Brian agrees to give Billy another chance. But Eric cites that... Uh, Billy failed the challenge by taking more than two weeks to complete a grade. He then threatens to sue Brian if he does not pass the company on to him. Well, Billy intervenes and challenges Eric to an academic decathlon to finally settle their feud. So Billy now has to go and learn everything he needs to <laughs> over, you know, like a one-week period. And... <laughs> <laughs> He's even got his teacher there who will strip every time he gets the right answer. <laughs> he gets the first two correct, but he stumbles on the third and she starts putting stuff on. No, and he no. Starts, <laughs> he don't. He starts getting annoyed. He's like, don't you put that back on. And then later he gets it right head. It's no longer Veronica. It's a fucking bus driver. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Just> far away. <laughs> 
Yeah, correct. Well, uh, Billy also uh, calls one of the kids that he used to bully, and it's fucking Steve Buscemi. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he he apologizes for, you know, being a dick and, you know, hey, I was a kid, you know, I was was stupid and foolish. So uh, we see Steve ends up crossing Billy's name off of a kill list. (laughs) (laughs) So this this, this kid had a lot of problems. Yeah, um, probably another reason that movie went being made today <laughs> <laughs> well the uh they're at the decathlon now and you know they got you know these different tasks like what like cooking and science and all, <laughs> all this other stuff uh, the cooking is my favorite because Eric gets set on fire when he's bringing up (laughs) (laughs) Billy just stands there jumping and clapping his hands (laughs) (laughs) it's fucked up because I'm like haha this guy's burning to death (laughs) 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 looks like Billy you're gonna win (laughs) by default (laughs) so the both men they uh, excel in different activities. And... Oh, and talk about and one thing you've been forgetting: the O'Doyles. O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. Yeah, there's like an O'Doyle in every grade that he's been in. <laughs> I want to bring up guys. It's just right around this. I think when he was studying, he was telling the oldest uh, of the O'Doyle kids. You and your family are going down. And then there was one point that Chris Farley threw out a banana peel out the window and a station wagon full of the O'Doyles just runs that over and goes off the cliff. Doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's in the movie. Am I fucked up that the uh, two parts of this movie that really make me die laughing have all people practically dying? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Six okay. <laughs> so uh, Billy ends up managing to take a, a single point lead before the contest's final event, a Jeopardy-style academic test. And uh, Billy, he ends up stumbling on the opening question in the event, and the, uh, the proctor guy, he's like... <laughs> Yeah, that is that wasn't even close to the answer and everybody in this room is dumber for having no, listened no, no. to you say <laughs> that or something okay here's the thing like he's just explaining like how it's like all uh close to a story about a puppy he heard and it's going on for like seen minutes and he gets that triumphant music and then when he's done everybody's cheering and then mr madison what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Okay. God have mercy on your soul, you dumb bastard. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. (laughs) 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 Uh, 
dick. <laughs> you know what? I can remember. I think back when we got our only piece of feedback from frickin' Boston Jim, I think he ended his voicemail with that. <laughs> you know, <and> <laughs> all back to the early, early days. <laughs> when we actually got feedback. Yeah. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. <laughs> he got in another car accident. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> the car finished him off for good this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he'll roll! <laughs> Eric is given a chance to win the contest by answering a quizness, uh, a question about business, business aspects. I can't fuck up. Eric, he's unable to answer the, uh, question because of the crazy amount of pressure, and he, you know, just breaks down. He fucking pulls out a handgun. And everybody in the auditorium goes running. There's another reason why it would never be made today. Yep, exactly. Guns in school. But uh, Max comes out of nowhere in his wrestling gear and tackles Eric before he can harm Billy. Eric recovers from the attack and attempts to shoot Veronica, but he's shot by Danny, which is Steve's character. With <laughs> He's brandishing a, a rifle and he you know he, he does like a salute and everything you know to billy this <laughs> is really dumb but he's saved so you know billy ends up winning at uh, at his graduation billy is delivering a speech he announces he will pass the hotel business to carl one of uh, his father's more polite businessmen the one who you know helped him throughout the way the way and uh is going to go back and attend college in order to become a teacher and uh, eric watches on and fumes and frustration over billy's decision and we roll credits you know what uh, surprisingly enough eric's not in federal prison <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that that, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> All right, Jake, your thoughts. Here are my thoughts. Well, I know my thoughts. I think this is the essential Adam Sandler movie. Him back in his heyday and him at his best. I mean, Stop good. looking at me, Swan. <laughs> there's just so much i mean i somehow go back to happy gilmore a lot more but now i think i should go back to this one a hell of a lot more i think this one is a hell of a lot more funnier and uh, i mean you can tell we're just having a lot of fun with all the quotes in this one i mean there, there's just so much i mean him at his most immature and then everybody else has a Best lines, too, including Chris Farley. (laughs) 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 Including uh, this one I wanted to bring up. At Veronica, Vaughn, one piece of ace. I know from experience, dude, if you know what I mean. No, you don't. Well, not me personally, but a guy I know. Him and her got on. (laughs) Woo-wee! No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. But you can imagine what it would be like if they did, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Good uh, grand, I'll write you that. <laughs> <laughs> no yelling on a bus. <laughs> so yeah, if you can't tell, I'm going best with this one. Just like a the essential Adam Sandler movie, if you ask me. Yeah, that's. If anybody has any objections to that, they're a moron. Because like it, it was right about this time where like he could do no wrong. Well, I mean. <laughs> According to his uh, his fans, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there there were the haters. But... Well, of course. Uh, everybody has a hater out there. I have a lot yeah, of them. Nobody appreciated the classics when they originally came out. <laughs> and that's why they are classics today. Exactly. Yeah. This is uh, this is the best, you know. It's it's 
a really good time, no matter, you know, if you're having a really bad day, you want you want some cheering up, you know, just <laughs> really stupid, immature stuff that, you know, anybody could do, you know, today. Fucking <laughs> putting the shit in a paper bag. And I, I, I still know people who do that sort of thing. <laughs> it's stupid, but they still do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's down to earth. Uh, yeah, that might be it for me on this one. Let me lead in with this other little quote. Who would you rather bone, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson now or 1974? 74. Meg Ryan. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Talk about a connection. Right? Because, uh, well, we got Jack Nicholson in the next movie, Anger Management. So I'm going to put in a song about anger and trailer, and then we'll talk about I've been a prisoner of the storm But the time has come, now I've had enough I can't take it anymore The blood rushes to my head And you deserve everything you get The love is gone and there's nothing left here But the love you try to hit
32,000 feet, and we hope you enjoy our in-flight movie. Uh, miss, how are we doing on that headset? I'll be right there, sir. Headset from you, please. Do not raise your voice to me, sir. I'm not raising my voice. Okay, stay calm. I am calm. I just want my headset. Is there a problem, sir? There's not a problem. Sir, sir, calm down. I am calm. What is it with you people? You people. I don't mean you people. I mean you people. Sir, calm down. I'm calm! This court hereby orders you to undergo anger management therapy. Anger management? Studios. Apparently, Dr. Rydell has a history of unorthodox techniques. Where should we put my stuff? What stuff? I don't think you should be moving in with me. In Europe, it's not considered unusual for three or four men to share a bed. That's why I'm proud to be an American. If you fail to strictly adhere to the rules of his program, you will spend the next year in state prison. Learn to share. How about a kiss? I'd love a kiss. Uh, I think she's talking to me, and I think I can handle it. Keep an open mind. I'm going to assign you an anger ally. Everyone partnering up, man! Oh. Here's my number. Oh, great. You're gonna die, pig. Oops, that's a letter that I'm writing to uh, Ralph Rivera. And embrace your emotions. Temper's the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. How's anger management going? Nicholson, I think it's pivotal for you to confront your childhood nemesis. The guy's a monk. He's not even allowed to hurt a plant. You think that's funny? Don't shove me. Anger management. Wouldn't expect that from a Buddhist kid. That was out of nowhere. And we are back with Anger Management. Came, bro, thus came out April 11th. You <laughs> got flustered, too. Shut the... Well, I was going to fucking edit that out, but now you just fucked it up by you know, laughing at it a few seconds later. I'm sorry, it's funny. It's, it's like contagious. Uh, April 11th, 2003. A 6.2, so... Just a tad bit lower than Scott's movie. Hey, I, I want to go on record and say I believe you chose your movie. I don't think it really mattered. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Still. Of course, starring Adam Sandler. And of course, we get the great Jack Nicholson in this movie as well. Fucking Jack Torrance and the Joker. I mean, so much other roles, but those are always the ones I think of a lot. And uh, we got the... As we were mentioning, the young and hot Aunt May in this movie, Marissa Tomei. And uh, mm. well, we get a bunch of other people, too, like uh, John Turturro. And, well, let's just uh, talk about them as they come along. And, uh, well, director is Peter Seagal, who's done a bunch of other Am Sandler movies and a bunch of other, like, comedy movies, such as the Third Naked Gun movie, Tommy Boy. And, yeah, it looks like he's still working these days. What's he doing? Yeah, he just asked me that as I close his page up, of course. <laughs> uh, it's got this one coming out this year called uh, My Spy. Oh, yeah, that's the one with uh, Bautista. All right, so this movie begins. It's 
the late 70s, it's the neighborhood of New York, and a bunch of kids are, like, playing out in the streets. Well, we see this one boy. It was actually our main character, Dave Busnick, as a younger kid. And, you know, he is just, like, so in love with this one girl. And, of course, they're talking about the big old bully. And it's like, well, he's only like that because his sister is fucking crazy. And, yeah, there's a sister on the steps with a straight jacket on. <laughs> and so they play a little truth and dare. And now he chooses dare. I dare you to kiss me. And so he's about to get his lucky break kissing who he thinks is the most beautiful girl ever. And then the bully comes up and just pulls his pants down, humiliating him in front of everybody. Even the one kid that just got a wedgie from the same bully. <laughs> now it's present day and we see Dave as an adult and, you know, he's got his girlfriend Linda and he's working for a pet clothing company from a very dickheaded boss. And, uh, well, he has you, to... You gotta mention who it is. Kurt Fuller. A lot of movies, like, how some reason the one thing I keep going back to with him is a scary movie where he was the sheriff in that one. Scary movies and Supernatural. I mean, he's, he's been on a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Psych? He's fucking corner in Psych. <laughs> <laughs> He's not very good at his job, but, you know, still. And of course, as we can see, Dave's still kind of like a very timid guy. And Ghostbusters, too, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. And he's just, like, too afraid to get affectionate with his very hot girlfriend in public. Anyway, so he's going on a business trip on a plane, and, well, this one guy stole his seat and doesn't really want to give it up. But there's Jack Nicholson as... Buddy Rydell, who uh, has a seat open for her, Dave, so he offers it to him. And, yeah, at first, like, he's kind of being a little annoying, like, he's watching a movie. Uh, I think, <clears throat> from what I've seen on IMDb, the movie is tall. Tomcats, I've heard about that, but never seen it. But he's watching and laughing his ass off, like, more so annoyingly, like, ah! <laughs> It's like a Joker slash Jack Torrance laugh. <laughs> Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> oh, he decides he wants to watch a movie, so he's asking the stewardess for uh, some headphones. And, uh, well, she says she'll get him one, but uh, she doesn't seem to. Like, she's completely ignoring him, so he's just, like, keeps asking her. And she's like, hey, stop bothering me. This big black cop comes up. He's like, is this man giving you trouble? Like, no, I'm not giving you any trouble at all. What's with you people? You people. Why is he got to be black, Jake? <laughs> because he is. <laughs> I'm just painting a picture for the listeners. It's an audio <laughs> podcast. What are you going to bring up all this shit for? <laughs> and you mentioned he's black is what makes the uh, whole uh, you people thing work uh, well it all ends up with uh, Dave getting tased <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jack Nicholson's just sitting there sleeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's uh, brought to court and it looks like the stewardess or of course as they say in this movie flight attendant is uh, in an arm sling and, uh, <laughs> he barely touched her <laughs> right? And so he's being found guilty, but Buddy comes in and he offers his anger management course to him. He goes into anger management and the first person he sees is Bobby Knight. Uh, you're a little young, Scott. Do you know who Bobby Knight is? 
No. He was a basketball coach, I believe, college basketball. And, well, he was a lot more well-known for throwing big old temper tantrums, of course. I mean, that would make his cameo in this movie make sense. He sees Bobby Knight and he's like, oh, hey, it's you. No, you were in this course. Yeah, I am. That's a Sexaholics Anonymous, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's Anger Management. What the hell was it? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. I heard that echo right there. Well, you get loud enough, you'll definitely hear an echo. (laughs) So he gets into the real Anger Management, and of course we meet a few characters, like there's Chuck by played by John Turturro, and Lou by Luis Guzman, and Nate Jonathan uh, Loughran, another Adam Sandler regular. <laughs> he's the one that has, like, uh, he's, he's the cross-eyed one in whatever movie it is, right? Uh, uh, Waterboy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, there's uh, also some two lesbians who do porn movies. Well, and they're in anger management because I guess one of them got so mad that she like she like bit the dick off of him. Is that what she said? I don't I don't remember. Well, Nate, he's a he's a Sixers fan. He's listening to the game, and I guess the uh, team's losing. So at first he seems cool, but then he just starts <laughs> fucking losing it. And this is where we first hear Goose Fraba, Goose Fraba, and that is something you'll hear through this movie. That's something Buddy is using to calm people down. Like, it's like uh, what do you say? An Alaskan Eskimo. word or something? From the Eskimos, yeah. Oh. Nate, didn't we decide that you shouldn't listen to the ball game? Don't worry, Dr. B. It's just a regular season game, not that important. Uh-huh. See, Iverson just missed a layup at the buzzer. Sixers lose. Who gives a crap, huh? I mean, it's just a silly game anyways. Your sharks are swimming in my head. You gotta dump that shit. You gotta dump that shit. Oh, hey, 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 oh. listen to me. Stay with me, Nate. Now repeat after me, Nate. Goose fraba. Goose blah blah. Not 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 blah blah, Nate. Uh, goose ooze fraba. Goose fraba. Slower. Goose fraba. How do you feel? Better. <laughs> Another guy, Chuck, John Turturro, is just kind like all like fucking psycho, and he's almost about to beat up Dave, but then uh, he goes all goose fraba. <laughs> During this uh, little session, they're even trying to bother Dave so much, like, tell us about yourself. No, no, we don't want to hear your life story. We want to hear about yourself. No, we don't want to know what you do, and <laughs> shit like that. Pissing him off. <laughs> I don't know what uh, you want me to say! And, uh, well, after that, like, uh, of course, the whole time before that, Dave was, like, trying to be like, oh, I'm only going to be here for one session. But after that little burst, he's like, okay, you really need this. And now I'm going to pair you up with Chuck. No, I didn't want to him, please. We meet Linda now at her job. She works as a waitress, and she's with an old friend of hers named Andrew, played by Alan Covert, another Adam Sandler regular. 
you know, you might recognize him from one of my favorites, Grandma's Boy. And if you've seen Fifty First Dates, he's uh, Tom, 10 Second Tom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom. 10 Second Tom, I'm guessing he's quick. No, it's, the thing is, uh, I'm guessing you haven't seen Fifty First Dates, right? Uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Well, the thing in, in that movie is that uh, he's got major memory loss and... Uh, his memory only lasts for like 10 seconds, so he'll come up to you and be like, Hi, I'm Tom. And then 10 seconds later, Hi, I'm Tom. I think they reuse him for another Am Sandler movie. I want to say it was like Blended or something. But yeah, either way, like apparently Andrew was like a friend of hers. They went to Brown together. It just seems like uh, Dave's getting really jealous because, you know, he just seems like better type guy, like went to college. It's like big time while Dave is just like a secretary. And well, things get worse when they meet up in the restroom later at the urinals and Dave gets an accidental look. Let's just say uh, Andrew's packing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever get to see it, but we get a good idea. Andrew even catches him looking. He's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) not gay or anything, though. (laughs) Look at it. Dave's trying to ask Linda, but I was like, did he grow up like near a nuclear power plant or something? (laughs) (laughs) Why is it huge? Oh, no, it's just like really small. (laughs) He's about to get Lake Freaky with her, but then Chuck shows up, and he wants to go hang out with him at a restaurant, and he just talked about how he was, like, a war veteran, you know, all the shit he's seen. It's like, oh, wow, you were in Vietnam? No, Granada. shit, man. No, Granada. Didn't that just last for 12 hours? Chuck just looks over at this one guy, and he thinks he's wanting to start some shit, so he goes to start some shit with him, and, uh, well, Dave's just trying to calm it down, but uh, this blind man, played by Harry Dean Stanton from Alien, is, like, whacking at Dave with his cane. So <laughs> he just grabs his cane and they do a little tug of war, and a little waitress tries to come up and break it up, but he ends up uh, elbowing her in the face. <laughs> Back to court he goes, and really not looking good for him. <laughs> My favorite part is the blind man's even there at court, and his lawyer's like, I don't think he's even blind, see? And throw the tennis ball at him. <laughs> oh, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> he's in a lot of amps in the movies, too. Yeah, Kevin Nealon. Yeah. yeah, it was a Saturday Night Live regular, even. Was uh, the host of Weekend Update for a while. I I want to say it's probably before Norm MacDonald. Yeah, again, I would help to have Sean here to back me up on that. So, now, another bad-looking case for Dave. Well, he needs to step up his... Uh, therapy so buddy has to move in with him and uh well the first night not looking so well at all like <laughs> you know, he's like throwing out his cds which is just the carpenters i was like that's not angry music at all oh we've only just begun that sounds pretty angry to me well he has to share a bed with him too and also unfortunately for dave Buddy likes to sleep in the nude. <laughs> Did you hear that frog? <laughs> yeah, and farting as well. And, uh, well, morning ain't looking too better because he wakes him up even early to make him breakfast. And he doesn't like his breakfast. He ends up throwing it across the kitchen. And, oh, what is it he says? I said I wanted sunny side up or something. Or over uh, easy. 
I said over easy. Now, why did I do that? Because I refused to spoon with you last night. Well, he has to also go with them to work, and Dave's in such a hurry that she only ends up running through a stoplight. So, Buddy pretty much stops this car, like right in the middle of a bridge. And she's a horror of a million people right behind him. I mean, this is New York we're talking about here. I don't, I mean, being stopped on any bridge would not be a good idea. But New York, oh, yeah, you're asking for some fucking trouble. I mean, I've never been to New York City, but just from things I've seen, it's it's not yeah. a place I would want to go. Yeah, I've been there once. I, I can't remember if this was... In New York or Chicago. I mean, either way, one of those big-ass cities. And guys getting honked at for just letting a group of uh, pedestrians walk, you know. Getting honked at for being courteous and not committing manslaughter. That's how crazy these big-ass cities are. I can't imagine one of these guys talking is probably saying, Just plow through those people. Who gives a fuck? It's, Florida's a lot worse. You got people fucking flying in 90 in like a 45. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad down there. And so uh, his little therapy for this is he has to sing I Feel Pretty from West Side Story. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> now, what exactly was that all about, Dave? What? You just ran through a red light. Are you trying to get us both killed? Well, I'm a little flustered right now. I have to be to work in eight minutes. Flustered? Holy shit. What are you doing? I need you to unfluster. My boss is going to go nuts on me if we're late, so please. We will proceed when you are centered. I'm centered, I'm centered, I'm centered. Come on, there's 10,000 people behind us. Let's go, crazy man! What is that? Is that good? We're going to sing a song. No, I don't want to sing a song. I want to go to, I want to, I gotta go. Ah, here we go. The magic of Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim's West Side Story. I feel pretty. Let's get this thing moving. What the hell's your problem? Shut your pie hole. We're working here. Wow, sorry. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. And I pity. Any girl who isn't me today. La 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 la. I feel charming, oh so charming. It's a running, how charming I feel. Move your ass, dipshit! And so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. La 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 la. Burn in hell! See that pretty girl in the mirror there. What mirror where? Who could that attractive girl be? Who, which one where? Hum, such a pretty face, hum, such a pretty face, such a pretty face, such a pretty face. Yes. I feel stunning. You feel stunning. And entrancing. And entrancing. Feel like running and dancing for joy. For I'm
you know, he brings in the worst. He meets the boss who's again giving him some shit. And you know, we see what he does. He given like a a very fat cat a sweater. Meatball. Meatball. Uh, but he meets Andrew and <laughs> he ends up flipping him off. <laughs> While he's at his desk, that he notices a picture of Linda, and he's like, "Oh, who is this lady here?" As we can see, it's making. Dave a little uneasy. <laughs> this man wants to pork my girlfriend. <laughs> and so, a little later, you know, but he's trying to do another little session with Dave. He's like saying, all right, take off your clothes. And like, what do you mean? Take off my clothes. Like, oh, getting a little homophobic? No, I'm not homophobic. And well, buddy, decides that really chest it out. So he takes him out to some prostitutes and not just any <laughs> prostitutes uh transvestite <laughs> prostitutes and we get More to importantly one, get to meet one of them played by woody harrelson <laughs> that was a shock to me. i haven't watched this movie in a long time i was like oh god it's woody <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah dave's a little freaked out and you can see the whole time he's just trying to record these such these things, but uh, well, Buddy seems to know that he's using these. After a while later, like a while, Buddy's using a shower and Dave's on the balcony trying to talk to his lawyer about what the fuck's going on. Gets another call from this lady saying that Buddy's mom's in the hospital having surgery. He goes back in and Buddy's getting out of the shower using this device to, uh, I think, raise his hair follicles. Stimulate his hair. He, hair follicles or whatever. Yeah, it's basically electricity making his hair stand up. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> well, he tells him that his mom's going to surgery and Buddy goes into like a big old ugly cry like, I can't lose her! <laughs> like, oh dude, I was just joking. I'm like, oh, I, he really got me good with that one. But yeah, she is going to surgery. What the fuck? <laughs> I was talking about the severity of it. <laughs> I'll get you, Dave. He said he would get him back. Dave's almost thinking he's going to get out of seeing Buddy for a while, but nope, he has to go with him. And of course, since uh, Dave got a little trouble with playing, he, he can't fly, so they have to drive all the way. Buddy and Linda meet up for the first time, and he seems to know her poems very well, because uh, he found one of them on Dave's floor. <laughs> Which isn't making Dave look very good. And, of course not. Well, at the top of this parking garage, some jackass is, like, parked right behind their car. So Dave pulls out some baseball bat and starts smashing the car and then backs into it a bit. But ends up making it fall right off the parking garage onto the streets. <laughs> and uh, is it just me or was that uh, all CG? Oh, uh, yeah, it was CG. I guess they really didn't want to smash a real car or something like that. It was Lexus. I don't... <laughs> Back then, that was a fucking fancy car. And so they get to wherever they need to be, and it's all because she was choking on a jelly bean. All of that for just a jelly bean. <laughs> or she had, like, a jelly bean up her nose or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. They go to a bar that night, and Buddy's kind of uh, making Dave want to go up and flirt with this lady, played by Heather Graham. So he, get, he goes up to her at first, and of course she just rejects him. But he tells him to use this line to her. He's like saying, and Thetis verbatim, I'm sorry I was so rude before, but 
it's difficult for me to express myself when I'm on the verge of exploding in my pants. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, uh, no. <laughs> like, come on, go use it. And so he's walking up to her and he keeps looking back at Buddy, who's just giving him that nodding look. A crazy and... nod. <laughs> if it doesn't work, I'll fucking sign your papers and you're a free man, he says. Yep. I send a gif of that crazy nod to my girlfriend a lot. <laughs> so he goes yeah. up to her and uh, he says a line very hesitantly and her response is, <laughs> you are too cute. Get the guys at the bar who were watching it just fucking like shot. You're like, get the fuck out of here. I want you to approach Miss Thing again. No. With confidence. And if she says no this time, I will admit that I am a failure as a therapist and release you from my program. You'll release me from your program. Okay. Just go over there and repeat the following. Verbatim. I'm sorry I was so rude before, but... It's difficult for me to express myself when I'm on the verge of exploding in my pants. Huh? Trust me, Dave. If you are calm as well as Woody, she will respond. I think Woody kind of went out the window with the whole pants explosion thing. Thanks. My offer stands. So if I repeat that crazy shit you probably stole from a porno flick, you sick bastard, and get rejected. You will release me from the program. Exactly. There we go. Go get him, Mr. Johnson. I'm sorry I was so rude before, but it's difficult for me to express myself. When I'm on the verge of exploding in my pants. You are too cute. And so they start talking over some few drinks and after a while, Dave turns around and uh, Buddy's not there. He ditched him and up going back to her place. And you know, she's talking about how she's had weight issues for a while. Like you know, She's just so worried that she's fat, of course. She's totally not. She ends up taking off her clothes to reveal some Red Sox lingerie. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> and uh, after she does it, she's like, Dave's like, well, I, I appreciate it, but I, I have a girlfriend. And she's like, oh, now that I take my clothes off, you tell me you've got a girlfriend because I'm fat, isn't it? She just starts going off on him and... Uh, He's like, no, I don't see your fan. In fact, maybe you could stand to get a few more fans. Oh, now I'm just too fucking skinny, and I end up kicking him out. And after she kicks him out, he's young, Fanny Parker. And well, he goes back to the house with Buddy, and like, what the fuck happened? He's like, oh, by the way, Linda called, and she did not appreciate what you were doing with Kendra. And he's like. You told her? What the hell? You <laughs> told her I had some bad guac and I was shit my brains out. But he starts laughing. He says that Kendra is actually a next patient of his who's an actress. So he got her to play along with this all. That's how he got back at Dave. It's like, okay, so you really did chill? Linda about Oh, yeah, I still did. What the hell? And, uh, of course, makes matters worse. Apparently after... He told her that she went out with Andrew, 
in the morning, they're back on the road, and Dave falls asleep for a bit, but when he wakes up, well, uh, Buddy has a little surprise for him. He found out about his old nemesis, Arnie Shankman, the boy who uh, he pantsed him at the beginning of this movie. He wants him to have a little confrontation with him. And wouldn't you know, where is Arnie now? He's at a Buddhist sanctuary because he is now a monk. And, uh, <laughs> and older Arnie is now played by John C. Riley. And at first of all, it's looking good. I mean, you know, Arnie's talking about you know, how he's just felt bad for all the things he used to do, but Buddy's telling Dave that if he doesn't fight him, he's not going to sign his papers and he'll be going to jail. So, you know, they're talking about the time he got the pants. Arnie's just like, oh, yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? And, well, Buddy comes in to just uh, incite the anger just a little bit more, saying, you know what he said about Buddha? And, like, how could somebody worship a fat guy like that? And then even brings up his <laughs> great sister, talking about how Dave had some fun times with her. <laughs> saying that's what he told her. There was a ghost in her clothes just to make her take them all off. And a big old fight between Dave and... And Arnie breaks out. <laughs> it's a punch just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part about it. One of my favorite parts of this is like when Arnie has Dave pinches a ground punching him and then Buddy's going, Oh, Casper is in my clothes! <laughs> just mm-hmm. to distract him. Uh, well, Dave gets the better of Arnie. He ends up, he ends up giving him a fucking wedgie. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if this is what monks do wear under their dresses, but it just kind of looks like, you know, what the uh, uh, supermarkets were. Yeah. Well, right in the middle of this, uh, Buddy pulls out a gun to all the other monks and, like, stay away from us. But uh, it turns out the gun's just a squirt gun, and they end up running away and uh, driving away, just laughing about what they did. <laughs> and uh, favorite part is, like, <laughs> when <laughs> Dave's like, Oh, I feel so bad that I actually did pork his sister. And Buddy just stops laughing. He's like, did did you really have sex with the crazy girl? <laughs> We're uh, back with Dave and Linda. And well, she's she's not mad because, you know, Buddy told her you know, what really happened with him and Kendra. And, you know, he's about to propose to her right there on the bridge. But she kind of gets cold feet. But she ends up telling him something. Apparently, Buddy told them they should probably take a trial separation. And yeah, Dave's like really upset with this. We see him, he's at the office, and it seems like he's taken it well until he throws a calculator at a guy's head. <laughs> Poor guy, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> well, Dave comes back to his place to find Chuck, Nate, and Lou there, and there because uh i guess linda came by and dropped off her keys and apparently she's going to some big old restaurant with somebody and of course he's suspecting it's andrew he comes up with his own plan he goes to the restaurant and meets up with uh the two girls uh what were their names uh stacy and gina well, of course both of them show up i mean because they can't be separated it seems <laughs> <laughs> Well, they get to a restaurant, that very, very fancy restaurant. They take off their coats, and well, their uh, outfits are very, uh, very I'm minimal. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the, I love the server. He's just like, you lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, there's even a, a older lady. <laughs> oh my god, that's Stacy and Gia. Who? Uh, uh, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> and so, yeah, Linda sees him there and start talking, and in comes her date. It's not Andrew, it's Buddy. And so they go off and talk, and Buddy reveals that this was part of his plan just to make sure she's not getting uh, with Andrew. And he's like, trust me, it'll be fine. I will talk to you in a few hours. Well, a few hours go by. OJ's waiting at his place, and Buddy finally comes in, a little intoxicated, and he just said they went home and uh, they had a little kiss. Five seconds. That turned into a ten second. <laughs> I thought you said it was five seconds. <laughs> Old time, he's telling Dave's appearing to get really, really mad. And he's even, at one point, just like, oh, I get it. You're just fucking with me again, ain't ya? But then he gets a phone call and it's like, oh, I think me and Linda have fallen in love. And at this point, yeah, Dave just fucking loses it and leaps at him. <laughs> and now we're back at court again. <laughs> <laughs> including Buddy Venda neck brace. Well, yeah, not a good look for him, so he will be going to jail for a few years in just a few weeks. You know, he goes outside, and him and Linda just have a little moment just looking at each other, and uh, she gets in a taxi, followed by Buddy in just a few seconds, who takes off his neck brace. Hmm. That son of a... Well, he gets a call from his boss, Mr. Head, who I forgot to mention... When Buddy met him uh, earlier, <laughs> like, so what's your first name? Is it Dick? <laughs> but uh, Mr. Head wants uh, his little portfolio. And, uh, well, Dave gives it him. It's the portfolio of uh, <laughs> Mr. Head in some uh, interesting position with some cats. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, well, you're the creator, so I figured you should be in these. And uh, Andrew comes in, and apparently he's got the job that Dave wanted so bad right here. Dave just fucking loses it. He ends up punching Andrew in the face and, <laughs> you know, threatening Mr. Head with a golf club. And he's like, when I get out of jail in a couple years or so, I better have that position that Andrew just happened to resign from. Well, in the middle of this, Andrew revealed that uh, Buddy was going to a baseball game, a Yankees game with Linda. And uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that, you know, Dave revealed that he wants to propose to her at a baseball game. You know, just have it right there on a marquee. And so he thinks he's going to steal his idea so he has to go out there get her he's uh, at the game and you know they're doing the whole thing on the marquee there's a special announcement for two lucky people and I, I don't even know who the guy is but he starts slowly walking towards the middle of the field to do this announcement Dave's trying to jump out there to get in. well the security guard stops him and that security guard looks a little familiar wait don't I know you <laughs> because it's actually Galaxia the transvestite a prostitute actually in normal mode and at first of all he's just like oh i i don't know what you're talking about you think you'll have you confused for somebody else <laughs> and he starts using a german accent and like oh get that he uh he goes out and he's like dodging a bunch of these other security guards but he eventually starts talking to her and well during the whole thing but he's like going up to the box to talk to the guy about what he wants to put on a marquee and you know we think we know what he's going to be doing a little uh potato 
Magneto appearance right here. Rudy Giuliani, the then mayor of New York City. What else do we know him from? Well, uh, nothing we will get into, that's for sure. He's just like, hey, let the guy talk. Dave goes on a big speech about how he's like, you know what? I am angry. I was just angry about how I've been, but, you know, I am not wanting to let you know I am stepping up for myself now, and I love... I want to change. Please take me back. Does a proposed marriage to her, and she's like, one condition. You have to kiss me in front of everyone here. Well, he eventually gets the courage, especially when Rudy's just like, uh, doing the whole Rob Schneider. You can do it! <laughs> and so he does. He kisses her right in front of, like, pretty much a thousand people, including people watching on TV. I think it's a little more than a thousand people that can fit that stadium. Well, yeah. Millions, whatever. Uh, math. like 17,000 people. Math is hard. <laughs> yeah, a million people in that fucking stadium. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> But the marquee says, congratulations, Dave and Linda. So it turns out Buddy is cool with him proposing marriage to her. Well, we find out what really happened is that uh, Linda actually read one of his books and she actually met up with him to, like, help Dave learn to change himself, stand up for himself, and not be so afraid. So a lot of these people were just kind of in on it. The flight attendant, the judge, has uh, the cop on the plane. Oh, uh, he wasn't on it. He was just having a bad day. He was sandwiched between two with fat people. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Dave has completed anger management. They're having a little celebration party for him and the park. Everybody's there. But uh, this guy comes up. He's like, Hey, Buddy Rydell, guy named Buddy Rydell destroyed my car. I forgot to mention, yo, Buddy left his business card on that car right there, and he's like, I've got insurance, don't worry. Your insurance was canceled! He pulls out a gun on them, and he's looking for even Chuck's running away yelling, Granada! <laughs> well, Dave is choosing to, like, stand up to this guy, stepping right in front of Buddy. He's like, shoot me! Uh, I, I'm gonna stand up for the ones I care about before you shoot me. I wanna know one thing. Who was that? pretty girl and the guy shoots and it's just the squirt gun it was just a little prank Dave set up just to get back at Buddy one more time so they're all singing I feel pretty and then Chuck ends up coming from out of the tree tackles the guy no Chuck 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 it was just a joke and he just starts singing as well and that just ends with them all singing and we roll credits alright what do you think about this one I uh I watched this for the first time fucking uh I want to say six years ago. And, uh, <laughs> it was a fun time. I, I'd completely forgotten, like, everything about this movie and forgot that it was all a setup. So going in, like, you know, I really thought that he was crazy for, for the longest time. Uh, you know, that's not saying that he's not. I mean, <laughs> anybody, he's, he, he was crazy. The whole thing with his bully, that sure as hell wasn't set up, I don't believe so. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, you know, this is it's a fun time. A lot of uh, nice little cameos from people. <laughs> funny scenes overall. Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler. It's, uh, I think it brought out the best of both of them. <laughs> you got Nicholson acting like a crazy motherfucker, and then you got Adam Sandler being angry, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's got that comedy aspect, which, which worked. Right. Pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty damn good for me as well. This was like post- Little Nicky and Sandler, and you know, I always say after Little Nicky and Sandler was just a little bit hit and miss for me. I mean, before that, uh, I just love all the movies he was in after Little Nicky, though. Just a little hit and miss, but this I think was one of 
Genesis, even though it had been a long time since I seen it. I mean, I've got you beat. I went to see this originally when it came out on the big screen, and well, last night watching it for notes, it was like the first time I watched it in a while. I still remember you're able to remember a few things, like it was all a setup and all, and I do you know, a lot of things I forgot. Like, definitely did not remember John C. Riley being the bully monk, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun watching Nicholson in a role like this. I mean, normally such a serious actor, although he gets some comedy roles thrown in once in a while. Like, I guess in a way, consider the Joker kind of a comedy role. I mean, if this isn't yeah. like the, this wasn't the Joaquin Phoenix Joker he was playing. This was like more Tim Burton Joker he was playing. He had a bunch of funny lines in that one. Like, oh, you wouldn't hit a guy in glasses, would you? But yeah, this one really, really fucking comedic, Aaron. Uh, uh, I miss Jack. He's still alive, but I think he's pretty much retired now. Yeah, he's just. He's a retired Lakers fan. That's if you ever want to see him, just turn on any Laker game. Yeah, pretty much. He's usually always in the crowd. Yep. Yeah, and of course, you know Sandler just as good as always. And you know, not his most essential movies for me, but still pretty damn good if you ask me. Yeah. So that uh, that all we have to say about it? I. I think that's all I have to say. Uh, I think we should uh, move on and discuss it.
we are back. And for the first time in quite a while, we've actually just been trying to plan out like at least a good few months of show ideas. That's why our break was so long, even though uh, break for you was just the <laughs> length of the song months. I just played, whatever I decided <laughs> to go with. I haven't really even decided, but okay. You might hear some stuff in the outtakes, but who knows? And I haven't done much outtakes recently. I mean... And I don't, <laughs> I only just ruin funny shit and not so much as disgusting episodes. But anyway, first up, what you're going to hear in a couple weeks, going back to a little bit of horror, a little bit of old school and a little bit of a new-ish school, I mean, 10 years ago, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I will be doing a little old school slasher, one of the major classics. Which I just learned Scott hasn't seen, which shocks me because you know this. Is I've something. always wanted to watch it, but the, every time I've tried to like find it online, I've had to like buy it or rent it, and I I don't want to do that, so <laughs> I just I, I skipped on it. Now I get to watch yep. it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yep, going to do a little old school slasher known as the Prowler, and uh, let can, me just you say, can bash me in in the, in the emails there, folks. <laughs> Send the feedback. <laughs> All I will say is that we're going to get some Tom Savini goodness in this one. Man, Tom uh, Savini's in? Well, he's not, but he did the uh, gore of that. Nice. Yeah, and uh, what people may consider to be some of his best work. Oh, damn. Yeah, we'll let Scott decide on that one. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got a lot to work with. You know, he's, he's got a long filmography. <laughs> and Scott, what will you be running down? Well, I uh, I thought the uh, the killer and the prowler had something to do with like a World War II veteran or something like that. So I ended up just picking picking a random movie that was like World War II stylish. So I uh, I decided to go with uh, Blood Creek. I believe that was a Xander Kane pick for All My Heroes. Oh yeah, I think so. And mm-hmm. it, uh, it intrigued me, and I found it in the uh, the dying days of Blockbuster on the shelf, so I picked it up. Uh, yes, I've seen the movie once, and all I can remember is I was telling Scott on the break that it's got Superman and Magneto in it. God damn, I thought Christopher Reeves was dead, but uh, I guess he's still in the movie with Ian McKellen. <laughs> it's a joke, people. It's Caviezel and uh, why why oh why do I always fucking blank on his name? I, I the younger Magneto. Michael Fassbender. Fassbender, that's right. Why the fuck do I always blank on his name? <laughs> because he's got a weird name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, right. And tell Scott how he's wrong. Has he ha- hasn't seen the Prowler yet? And oh, I'm stupid for always fucking up on Michael Fassbender's name. Send <laughs> that to unholymofo at gmail.com or tell us individually on Twitter. Jake the Snake 54. I'm at brother underscore Scott one. Yep, so those should be some uh, interesting movies to talk about. And let's just say we've got some more interesting ones on the way, including I don't know how far off it will be, but let's just say there's a certain remake that's coming out really soon that we're going to try to uh, release uh, an episode about the original movie around this release time. We so, may or may not be doing that, just just based on what Jake and I discussed. <laughs> if we curse well, the movie or not. Yeah, yeah, we thought that was a good idea with Poltergeist and Pet Cemetery remakes, and, and then I saw the movie and I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that's our hint. 
So uh, just look at upcoming horror movie remakes and try to figure it out on your yourself, people. Friday the 13th. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that lawsuit's <laughs> over. We could do, they could do a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> I don't think uh, this is good. No, Dracula, though. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like our fucking intro or outro. Like, we should have that in, like, every show. You talking about this? <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like a Dracula. <laughs> what is the country of origin or not for us to? It's Dracula, obviously. <laughs> oh, we uh, need to do another goddamn trivia show. Craig, where are you at? Yeah, where are you at, bro? I wore those goddamn All My Heroes episodes as well, he said you had. Yeah, you, we, we need like one through three and uh, six and seven or something. Like We, we need the low numbers, man. Yeah, and uh, in case nobody's noticed, uh, check out the X Potables feed because Ballsack is posting some the of the episodes on. So if you don't have the full um, episode list of that show, you will get some until yeah, Ballsack. Ballsack. Is you never you never got back to me about that fucking tweet I sent you. You know, I don't know if who has the Rob Zombie episode or not, but I found it in my shit. So if you need it, get a hold of me. Okay, so yeah, until Prowler and Blood Creek, peace out. Later, fighters.
I've never known trust like the nine Let it be spoken, let it be screamed They'll never ever take us alive